0: Welcome back everyone. We are the three podcasts for this episode. We're going to switch it up a little bit. This episode was actually recorded on October 25th, 2020 when Amy Coney Barrett had not yet been confirmed to the Supreme court. Biden and Trump had just had their second debate and we had one week left before election. We decided to hold on this episode until the time was right. Well, the time is now right. Enjoy.
1: So we just talked about it in episode nine, what Nancy Pelosi and Jamie Raskin were trying to do with the 25th Amendment and put in place that stability. But really what we're seeing from the Republicans as far as this vote for Amy Amy Coney Barrett is they're really just plunging us into chaos because they're not following the rules and precedents that they themselves set.
2: Right, their 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 job their job is to actually find out where both sides can agree. They don't even do that. Not no. I mean, this this especially this administration. I don't know what's what the hell is going to happen. I mean, part part of what I've been hearing and reading about is they want to um, get Barrett into the uh, Supreme Court. So that if Trump, quote, doesn't win, then there's going to be a majority, a Republican majority in the Supreme Court to to fight, you know.
1: I don't really want to see that happen.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It is fucked up shit.
1: Putting someone into the Supreme Court so that you have them in your back pocket in order to force an election is honestly the most fucked shit I have ever heard. And if that's the case, we no longer live in a democracy.
2: No, no. That's not a democracy. I guess what I mean, there are, there definitely are are a few Republicans. Well, they have basically jumped shipped, but you, you have, um, Mitt, what, Mitt Romney. There's, um, there's a couple other, others of them too. I can't think of their names at the moment. That, they could vote against the nomination
1: as of now only two have said that they're going to
2: right and what they need for
1: i believe four but at the same time it's like people like mitt romney because as of now mitt romney has said that he's going to that he's going to vote for her there are republicans who are jumping ship and saying like you know what fuck this but at the same time then they're going back and playing by the party rules and it's like what is that even Chris fucking Christie, when he got out of the hospital started talking about how we need to take coronavirus seriously but then there he was from virtually of course but still supporting Trump at the um, debate still trying to prepare him for the debate and it's like it just doesn't make sense. Something doesn't mesh there. That suddenly you're holding these opinions about, hey, you know what? Some of this shit is fucked up. But then you're still going to do the same shit anyway. Like it just doesn't add up.
2: Okay. Yeah, this is something I've been I've been, I've been pondering and it's it's got it it has to come down to the the to that like mora- morality. And like the like that idea of the Republicans can only believe in this and Democrats can only believe in that and neither the twins shall meet. And that that divide just seems to have gotten like deeper and deeper and deeper. And I mean, I know I hear it around here in the House um, with family members. And it's very it's very black and white what i'm looking at is like okay so if you if you if you take all take away all of the if you take away all of the quote republican you take away all the democrat you take away all this bickering and this fighting it's actually coming down to how they see the world like how they construct it in their own thinking right yeah so what is that like Like with Chris Christie. I mean, he he came out of the hospital and he's like, Oh my god, you know, I made this I made this error. Yet he can still justify helping Trump prepare for the debate.
1: To speak like a teenager, he was shook. (laughs) Shook. He was shook. (laughs) And then it goes back to the same old shit.
0: I I do have an inkling that more than likely it does have to do with a fear of losing that power, money,
1: control. Well, Brie, earlier you brought up complacency. And, like, one thing, one thought that comes into my mind when I hear the word complacency is fear. And when you're talking about, like, there being a fear there, like... I really think part of why complacency and, you know, just kind of going with the status quo and just, you know, letting things happen to you, that complacency in the world, like I really think a lot of that is fear-based because they don't want to consider something outside of how they already think. Yeah. I think uh,
0: the example – It was a friend was talking about her father on Facebook. That's what it was. And her father votes for Trump. He's Mexican. okay, And and I was like, okay, well, you know, everyone actually can have racist thoughts because it's that, well, we're not part of those type of people Mm kind of thing. The criminals and the rapists kind of that stupid shit that Trump says about uh, Mexicans. And it's like, but it's like, I'm not those people. I'm not, I'm not criminal. Right. So it's that separation. And it's like, I was, and it's like, but they, it's like, they never can move past that. The thought of like, uh, the best example actually is in the debate. When Trump was when Biden was speaking about the immigrants coming over with their families and Trump goes and says, no, they're brought over by coyotes and the coyotes and they're evil and all. ah. And but it's like they can never reach past that, that that thought of it's actually the families that are the victims. Yeah, like and that there are circumstances in which other circumstances other than crime that there's a much more complex story here to those to what was happening to that family to want to come illegally into this to the states like it it's not just like someone flippantly decides hey let's just sneak in why not let's just do shits and giggles let's just do this no it's it's like it's the same idea about abortion where people are like oh my god she had an abortion oh my god that's a sin and that's a baby you're killing and oh my god it's like they can never get past that first initial reaction to consider why
2: this is happening and that's what that's why i was saying what it comes down to there is is morality and it's from experience and what it really looks like is it's very much based in religion you know that idea of um you know, like that idea of heaven and hell. And it's like, oh, my God, if I do this or, you know, it's like, yeah, you're and It's accurate. It's very complex. Mm-hmm. This isn't just yeah. like, oh, it's just this thing. Um right. But then you also have. So you also have Trump who who is who is playing on people's fears.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. he does.
2: So. Those fears that people have of whatever losing their job or not being able to, you know, take care of their families, not ha- what whatever whatever it is, or being found out because they did such and such. I mean, I am sure I can't imagine Trump. Trump has not threatened people.
0: Oh yeah,
1: because he's had yeah, you know sure. because
2: he's had dirt on them. I, I, I'm I'm sorry, I just can't imagine him not not doing that um and so yeah so i mean you you look at it from there and you can see why people won't go against him
0: so how do you think this ties into complacency then because we talk a lot about the morality aspect of it but it's like is that morality really a part of complacency then are you complacent with the status quo and your status right. quo happens to be
2: that morality. Right. And I it could, because they, they, okay. So if you're looking at that complacency and like, you're looking at these two pieces where, where the complacency I think would live is in that idea of, well, I I've done this my entire life and I can't go against that. And then it's like, you think about that and you let things slide, you let things slide. It's like not wanting to look at it. So you become complacent
1: with, well, if you think about it in like, cause like what, what you were talking about, like that very religious idea of right and wrong, like that, that's how I grew up. Like I grew up um, attending a Catholic church Um, that like I, So it's a very complicated and complex idea, like you guys have said, because there's so many bits and pieces to it that all kind of like tangle up together and are just very weird. But at the same time as all of that stuff is, it's like questioning outside of your own thinking there that because like that questioning is really what takes you out of complacency, right? Because when you're complacent, because when you're complacent to what's going on, like you don't want to actually challenge those thoughts. So I really think part of that, like that complacency, a big piece of it is almost like because like, like I said, like there's a fear there. And I, I think for, I think for some people, it's a, um, and myself included, because I know I've experienced some of this, is that there's this like idea that if you start to question things or step outside of that, that that it's a threat, that it's that that it's a big scary to do so. So it's easier to just stay in that like little bubble and just kind of like let things happen and don't speak up and things like that.
2: Right, and if if you uh, if you look up if you look up complacency. Mm -hmm. and it says um what does it mean to be complacent and it means to be pleased especially with oneself or one's merits advantages situation etc often without awareness of some potential danger or defect um self uh, self self-satisfied but if your fear is being placed on i would suspect you're going to hunker down even harder on that complacency.
1: Well, what I think right. when I hear that definition, the first thing that popped into my mind is well, it's it this doesn't involve me. It's those evil people over there. Like Bree, what you were saying with your um with your friend whose dad is Mexican and votes for Trump. He sees the Mexicans that Trump is talking about are, oh, that's those not part of not part of it. Like it's like they're separate, like it's separate from. And when you're complacent, you're separating yourself from other people. You're saying, well, it's okay by me. And there's like and one thing that I've seen talked about a lot lately is that there's a privilege in complacency.
2: Well, yeah, in that that definition. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it's saying. Mm-hmm. Is that you're pleased with where you are and your advantages in your situation
0: mm-hmm.
1: right it's so
2: why do to anything do <laughs> why do anything different
1: right like it's a like I saw it said that like we like I have never had to have my now at least not in my lifetime obviously the suffragettes back in the 20s but i have never had to have my rights as a human being questioned by the supreme court right so but we're watching multiple supreme court members saying that they are all for uh all for repealing gay marriage and it's like for me, it's like, does that personally affect me? No. So there's a lot of people who are just like, well, this doesn't affect me, so why should I have to fight for this? And they're like, that's like where the privilege lies. Like
2: Yep.
1: Like I'm not yep. I'm not fighting for my I'm not fighting for my rights. So why should I why should I fight for someone else? Like I'm pleased with where I'm at. Why why does anything well, need to change? Why
2: should I have to fight for someone else?
1: See, this is the thing I've been
0: uh mulling over because I I think we all in our lives have have been complacent for sure. Yes. All of us have. At some point or another, and probably yeah. still in a couple different places, I'm sure. You know, no one's perfect here. So that's actually has been a thought that I've been mulling over in my brain for i would say quite a bit. I think more so now, especially since quarantine, where it's like and the question I don't think so much is like why should i so much as why aren't people why don't people feel the need to? Cuz the more and more that you were watching Trump erode democracy, and threaten our rights as citizens because he's threatening everyone. This isn't this is this isn't just like yes. LGBTQ. Oh, right. This is just black people, people of color. No, this is across the board threatening. And I have I mean, over quarantine, I've just been constantly uneasy because it's like I, I want I always I have this constant need I feel like I have this constant need to do more and more and more. Like, I need to do more. There's more I need to do. And that idea, and and I've talked about this with a few people, that just because people exist, you must help them. Mm -hmm. And for no other reason other than we're here on this earth. Mm -hmm. Basically, we have to change our thinking. Because I think, I I talked about this a very long time ago, because I had to get myself out of like this very cynical place, and, my, and I know you guys definitely know the places I've I've been mm-hmm. before in my own thinking. But I was very very cynical. It's like, well, we're all going to die anyway, so who the fuck cares? It's the same idea as like how stupid con- uh, determinism is.
1: Very edgy. Um,
0: <laughs> very edgy. <laughs> um, very. Um, but it's not. It's it's really actually quite fucked up <laughs> um, because that's not that's that's. Goes against nature, basically. It's like if if we are... We are creatures of community.
2: Right. It's out of the natural order. Yeah.
0: Right. There is no natural order to not helping a person that you see needs help. And just because they exist means they deserve help. And for no other reason other than that they exist.
1: You know, it kind of seems to me... um, Just looking back on... Because one thing I've been pondering a lot lately is the Bible and a lot of like the biblical lessons, and it almost seems to me that how how America is acting right now is very Old Testament. It's very like it's very Old Testament. It's very like black and white. But then when you think about the New Testament and you think about what Jesus said in the New Testament, he's like, well. The most important thing you can do is treat others as I have treated you. Treat others the way you want to be treated. He also said, This is my commandment that you loved one another as I have loved you. So when you so when you think about like that idea, like that New Testament idea and like just because I look, I look at the Bible as a bunch of like, you know, lessons and parables and a way and a way to talk about some of this stuff. And when you look at basically what Jesus was saying there, it's like, you know, love one another, take care of one another. Like you gotta think of it beyond that like black and white idea. Cause like, you know, Jesus was what was washing people's feet. Like he was um he I believe he washed Mary Magdalene's feet the uh the she was she prostitute. was a prostitute. he didn't care yeah. where she came from or what she had done in her life. He didn't care. he just loved her as he loved every human being just for existing and if we're going to be you know if we're gonna be insisting on living life by the Bible, why don't we take a s why don't we take a stab at like the New Testament ideas instead of trying to say that everything is still that we're still living in that we're still wandering the desert looking for the milk and honey exodus style yeah
2: so if we can <laughs> okay so let, let's let let's use that as a, a jumping off point um because if we step outside of that very you know the the bible itself mm-hmm. um because you can find you can find any that you, anything that you've read in the Bible, especially in the, the New Testament, in all the major religions in, in around right. the world. Yeah, that's just what um, I have
1: to compare it to.
2: Right. So let me just like maybe expand this out a little bit more. Okay. Um, so last last weekend, um, mine and Brianna's uh, aunt's uh, we actually had her funeral last Saturday and she, she actually died of COVID-19. And one of her favorite uh, quotes from the Bible was the first Corinthians and love is patient, love is kind. And so we actually had that read during the service. And as the pastor was reading it um it and if if you guys don't know know it um it goes on to say it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud it does not dishonor others it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs love does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth it always protects always trusts always hopes always perseveres Love never fails, and as I was listening to that, it reminded me of uh, a quote by Rumi and um, and if you guys don't know Rumi, look him up he was he was uh, a poet. Um, actually, let me get you some facts here and um, he, was, uh, he was Persian, and uh, back in the 13th century, he was a poet, an uh, Islamic scholar, theologian, and a uh, Sufi, Sufi mystic. Beautiful poetry. And one of, his, one of uh, his poems, and this is just a piece of it, and it goes, Out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and right doing. there is a field. I'll meet you there. And that stuck out to me so much when the pastor was reading um, that piece from Corinthians, because it's saying the exact same thing. It's like going beyond that right doing that wrong doing. Right. Going beyond good or bad. It's like it's yeah, go, so much going beyond more. your own
0: biases, exactly, going beyond your own prejudices and going beyond your own assumptions and going beyond what you think someone should or shouldn't do with their own life to actually see what what's actually going on
2: with them. Right. And when you can set aside that right doing that wrong doing, there's a place where each of you can meet without all of that morality all of that superiority all of that you're wrong and i'm right or i'm right and you're wrong you take all of that away and that's exactly what that piece from corinthians is saying it's saying the exact same thing that rumi back in the 13th century was writing about and and this is something that we've talked about on previous podcasts about that about that paradigm shift hmm. from going as len was saying going from that old testament to the new testament or right yeah you know mm-hmm. uh in in you know in other ways of thinking of of eliminating the dichotomies of right and wrong. Or the quote from Rumi of out beyond wrongdoing and right doing, there is a field, I'll meet you there. And that's really what I've been, you know, I've been pondering what I've been seeing. And, you know, it is such a stark contrast right now and our division, our division is is at this point Republican and Democrat, okay. So that's our that's our right doing and wrong doing at this point. And you're seeing you're seeing you're you're seeing as an example Trump of all of the the excess and all of the divisiveness and all of the prejudices. And then you're looking over here on on the Democratic side and, you know, take look at Biden. He's like, look, no, I want to fight for for your family. I want to work for you. You know, I want to I, I want to bring, you know. Uh, healing to America. Because we're, we're in pain, we're hurting. You know, whether that's on an on a family, an individual scale, or the nation, those are two drastically different ways of approaching life.
0: Okay, so then you could say then that. Well, I have a couple thoughts actually. One that it seems as if inevitable trump actually knocked a lot of people one out of complacency which is the same idea standing on the one side of the playing field and refusing to move you know that that from that roomy roomy quote we were like two sides and nobody wants to move right right because complacency is basically sitting down
2: and being like i'm fine where i am Yes. And putting blinders on or putting her sticking your head in the sand and saying, no, I don't have to deal with this. Somebody else will deal with it.
0: Exactly. So it's like that. And and that looks like what and I think like complacency can is just a word that actually could fit a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I don't th- I don't think like the word is really the thing. I think it's just the thought it's that we're out. talking about. Right. It's, po- it's
2: pointing out. What- right. What's right cuz it's
0: like it's like point like complacency points at that cynicism or it points at racism or it points at that greed or it point it's like it's like these places that people are gets are getting stuck in and not not necessarily for a full fault of their own but I mean we have an administration that wants to remain stagnant or even better yet complacent Right. Which is such a it's such a weird thought to think about because it's like at the end of the day, um, we all die like.
2: It's inevitable. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it's inevitable. So it's like, why not treat people with respect and dignity? Why not understand where they're coming from? Why not help someone then? Why not actually work for the better good? Mm -hmm. Like I, I. I think I, I think I'm <laughs> I think I'm like a lot of this stuff is going around in my head because I just finished watching the good place which if you guys haven't watched the good place on Netflix go watch oh, yeah. it it it's is excellent. it's really 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 good and it's also I think very um relevant to what we're seeing because it questions all these kind of things that we're talking about in a, in a very interesting way but it's like I think I'm thinking more about that cuz it's like it's like all these things if you take all these like ideas and it's like really the real question is isn't as we quoted actually from the good place on our Instagram it isn't asking the question isn't is someone good or bad that's not really the question here the question is do they want to be better the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day cuz that's not complacency that is That's moving forward and, 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 and wanting to be different and, and, and asking those questions and exploring different thoughts and ideas to be something better than you were the day before. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Asking questions, I really think is a good way to break complacency, specifically yourself. Like... You have to start with you. Right. Like we have to start with 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 ourselves Mm -hmm. first and then we're able to then look out and see where we can make a difference. Right.
2: Yeah. And and as we're talking about this too, another another thought that I I I think fits in here, too, Um, as we're talking about complacency is and each of us have been in this spot of that idea of. Well, there's nothing I can do.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: Mhm. So you do nothing.
1: Yeah, you kind of freeze
2: at that point. Right. But the thing is is there's always something that you can do.
1: Yeah. Well, that's uh well, when you have that thought though, it's like that thought of when you say Well, like, there's
2: like a, a hopelessness or a helplessness well, of
1: well, I was I was, was going to say what I was going to say, it's like there's a threat there because you can fight, fight well, or freeze. And what you're doing is freezing instead of taking the opportunity to, you know, fight for whatever it is that fight for yourself at that point, because you can right. do something different there.
2: Right. And one of the I've been watching the the ads that are uh, going out on like social media and stuff about voting. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and 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 long long time ago i i i was pretty much in that same place of like why bother voting it doesn't matter and especially for the younger generation and and the ads out there now are actually directed specifically at that particular complacency but i also think it's like it plays into that idea of you know there's there's nothing that they can do like you were saying Brie like well everything's going to shit anyway what what can I do about it because it's the government's fault or whatever it's like I got this little life here and you know it's going okay I'm gonna you know hold on to it so it's an it's an interesting thoughts and um i know each of us have have worked through um worked through you know our own i our own ideas and our own thoughts in in this area um Mm -hmm. and yeah and and that particular and to jump maybe jump back into the conversation you were having brie uh what you were talking about was yeah the more the more that you question and the more that you you know look outside yourself out into the world and see what it is that you can do and where you you know you can lend a hand um that breaks that cycle
0: yeah yeah, because you like the the more you put yourself out there in the world, um, or the more you work through your own
2: baggage.
1: <laughs> baggage. I guess that's.
0: I guess you could use that word. Baggage. I was not sure what word to. Baggage. Sure. The more you work through your own luggage you're carrying you on your back, <laughs> um, you start to realize. I think that like there's a lot you can do, even if it's little. Yeah, it's just like, you gotta, if, if you can deal with what's going on for you first, and you, and you can move through that, and you can start asking those questions of like, okay, what can I do, even if it's little? So the more you like, kind of like, ask those questions for yourself and then you start asking bigger questions and bigger questions and you start getting out in the world and you see where you can make a difference it's like I think every little thing we're doing even if what you're doing is voting and quarantining like that matters as long as we keep asking those questions it's like even with the co with COVID, it's like you as as you go out in the world, I'm sure this is not just us experiencing it. It's like people are getting a little lazy and making it a norm. Oh, not to a not little practice lazy practice.
2: A lot lazy. <laughs> a lot lazy.
0: Depending on where depending on where you're at. A lot lazy where you guys are at for sure. But it is. Laziness and complacency, I think, go kind of hand in hand. So like
1: Yeah. Well, I'm reminded. It's a
2: fascinating subject, actually. It, it is. There's a lot of yeah, and depth
1: depth yeah. to it for sure. I'm I'm reminded of what's going on with Chris Pratt on Twitter right now. Um, what's going on with him? Um, well, basically, he belongs to this church that is openly homophobic. Like, and oh, Ellen no. and Ellen Page called him out about it because Ellen Ellen Page is of course uh I I know she I know she is LGBTQ. I'm pretty sure she's a lesbian but I could be wrong about her identity but she's in that community and she was like, "Okay, man, what the fuck you're not speaking up about this?" basically. Um and a lot of people on Twitter now were just going after him. And then the other Avengers started speaking up on his behalf and one thing that I saw one, one thing that I saw on Twitter was that Mark Ruffalo was posting and he was talking about what a great guy Chris Pratt was and just because he's not getting involved with politics doesn't mean that he's not a great guy. And someone responded to him and basically said, hey, you know, that's actually a privilege for him to be able to take a step back from politics and not say something.
0: Right. Yeah, no, it is. That is a privilege. That is that is I definitely a part of a complacency cuz like the thing is he actually is in a really good position to do to, to make change. Mm-hmm. He has a position of authority regardless of how little or small is perceived. But like people do look up to him. Like kids look up to him, I'm he's sure. Like he has an oblig Right, he st- star yeah, He's yeah, fucking star lord. Yes. Yes. He yeah, he has an obligation to society at that point. Yes. Like he does. I do believe the the more the more well-known you are, the more the more obligation you have to better the people around you basically and help society. Like obviously the mom working three jobs and taking care of you know a kid and isn't going to have time to do what Chris Pratt can do. Exactly. Like She may still have like the pool with friends and family and community and stuff, but it's not at the same level or obligation that I I believe that Chris Pratt has.
1: Well, it's like if you think about Taylor Swift, she stayed silent for a very long time and it was only recently that she started speaking out, but she realized that she needed to like she got to a point where like she had to say something.
0: Actually, I was just going to say, that's actually why I really like um, Cardi B. I'm not, like, into her music or anything, but I actually really like Cardi B because she does speak out for politics. Like, she's, like, very politically outspoken. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that, like, a lot. Yeah. And it's, like, that's cool.
2: Yes. Yes, because, um, m- well, one of the other uh, ads that I've, I've seen on social media, too, um about voting and politics it's like look you know if you have a job if you pay taxes if you know you've you've bought a house or any anything that we do in our lives um that has to do with politics Mm
0: -hmm.
2: any any laws any benefits that we have um in our communities it all has to do with politics
0: well, yeah. I mean, how how else do, how else was the government created? <laughs> it's like everything we do. Every every societal structure is based around our government. We wouldn't have a functioning society if we didn't have government. Exactly. Like government kind of holds it together. It's a
1: contract. A social social contract. contract. Yep. Like John, yes, it
2: is a social contract.
1: Ours is actually based on John Locke's social contract from the Second Treatise of Government. Is what our yeah. uh There you go. Yeah. The more you know, yeah, um actually, the first social contract was written by a guy named Thomas Hobbes, and the reason why he wrote it was a justification for a monarchy to prove divine right huh. but it's real it's really interesting how from that form the like because like other uh other philosophers expanded upon that idea till we got to this idea of the social contract today like basically we because we live in the society, we're saying that we agree to follow by the society's rules. But if we don't follow by those rules, we can get, you know, thrown in jail. Like, it's like, we took this idea of like divine right. And from that, we built upon that thought and we built upon that thought till we got to the point of where we're at now and what we created. Well, what our founding fathers created with the United States And it's, like, we can get out of, like, from what I was saying before, like, we can get out of that, like, Old Testament and, you know, build on those ideas and build on the New Testament ideas and take it a step further. Like, we don't have to stay back in this, like, very black and white idea. I mean, I really,
0: that's the only way society is going to evolve. Like, we have to take it to that next level, let's say. Like, it's like... eh. And obviously, like I like we've, again, talked about this before. We're at that 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 boiling point, basically, because you have people either wanting to accept that new paradigm shift or waiting for something to happen or fighting against it. And you have like these these different levels of acceptance or, well, not accepting it, basically. But regardless, like the majority is going to win out here. And I do think that eventually the natural order of things of community and taking care of one another is going to win out because that's right. What functions the most naturally. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, look at it. We're literally out of balance.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, another
2: way you can look at this too, is like the masculine and the feminine idea Uh, you know, those, those ideas that um, if you, if you look at other cultures, that's how, They look at the world, yin and and yang, right? And we're out of we're out of balance. If you know, like you know, you can even look at the Old Testament as that you know that more masculine energy, right? New Testament as feminine energy, and we have to we have to find balance. So there's, you know, we can talk about this in many different ways, but it's all pointing at the same thing.
0: Right. I think the conversation really isn't as complicated as a lot of people want to make it. It's when you break it down, it's like we're all just talking about the same two ideas. Yeah.
2: Right. You know, Biden, (laughs) Biden talks about it as fighting for the soul of America. Mm hmm that's how he talks about it
1: we talk to kids about it by saying goldilocks was trying the porridge and this porridge was too hot and this porridge was too cold but then the porridge in the middle that was just right
2: there you go <laughs> same idea it's the same just idea on on, A much, on various levels ba- of yeah. ab- abstraction you know
1: yeah various so, levels of thought right. like it's been talked about so many times it's not like this is any type of a new idea nothing
2: new nothing new. exactly
1: i think
0: if people can just remember that you know obviously we live in a society currently because of technology and social media where we think in amazon prime (laughs) we think that things happen immediately no and they don't especially change like this but the good thing is, is, is is to always remember is there are people out there who are fighting for the people like yes, and are. and i'm not talking yeah. like necessarily joe biden i'm talking about the progressives that are going to be elected in next year mm-hmm. like or even just people who are, are are in in the mindset of wanting to help others they don't have to necessarily be progressive um but it's like i i really like the idea that joe biden brought up about because trump kept saying during the debates Um, Oh, Democrat states did this, and Democrat states did that, and, you know, Republicans and Democrat states, and he was, like, separating people, and that's intentional, by the way. That's not, that's, he's not not accidentally separating us. That's, that's a very intentional move to pay attention to. Um, And Joe was like, um, you know, uh, that's, that's not reality, dude. The fact is, we're all Americans. Mm -hmm. And that's how I see it. Yep. This isn't about parties. This isn't about dividing people up. Like we're all Americans here, because mm-hmm. that—that's also that points to that diametric thinking that we've been—we're talking about. Trump literally sees people separated. He sees right. the only people on his side are the people who vote for him. Be that—I mean, they're—they're hundred they're percent they're all Republicans, but you know that's anyone who anyone who supports him right. everyone else doesn't exist right so if you if matter. you were
2: if you if you were um standing you know if you were inside trump's mind and you were looking out in the world that's that's what you would be looking at the world with it would be colored with that particular shade of div- division, divisiveness and um
0: if you're not for me you're against me that's 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 right, the and that's
2: very that it's very dichot. Well, it is. It's dichotometric. It, it's like, and there's so much more to the world and to life and to thought than that particular idea. And um something that I wanted to just like come back around to, and to wrap this up is like, look, there's a lot of goodness, there's a lot of kindness in this world. There are a lot of amazing people in this world, and unfortunately. You know, in the times we're in and and what and you know what's been being played on is um you know is that where things aren't working well and where things are are really shitty and an don't get you know don't get stuck there,
0: right it's like don't look at the. Th- Don't look at those things not working as a bad thing. Look at it as a challenge. Challenges are exciting. Challenges are what fuel human beings. We need to be challenged. Otherwise we we get, what, bored and complacent, Mm -hmm. like (laughs) Obama said? Like, oh, everything's taken care of. Everybody, The government got it figured out, so we don't have to do anything. So why do we have to vote? The poll said that Trump's not going to win. That's that complacency. So it's like not getting stuck there means seeing the things that are not working, accepting the things that don't work and accepting things that do work and then seeing what can we do and asking those questions. How can we make this better? And seeing as as a challenge and challenges are good. They make you good. They like they push on those places for you to understand what's going on and who you are and why you are and what's this all about? And it's wonderful. And That's the hope. That's that's where we can we can all come together, I think, and and envision a different way of doing things.
2: Yes, we're we're better together.
0: If you liked what you heard, please take a few minutes to go to iTunes to rate and review us. This really helps our podcast visibility and it helps us to grow as well. Also, besides the fact that we do love to hear from you guys. As far as seeing more of our content, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at The Three Podcasts, as well as on our website, thethreepodcasts.com, where you can find blogs, resources, and episode transcripts. Until next time, The Three Podcasts out.